Are you tired of the same old podcast that's made just for you, the guy? Us too. It's time for something different, something better. From guy talk, sports, dating, sex, beer, whiskey, athletic and sexual prowess, you're finally in the right place. Welcome to Barbershop Talk with your hosts, bullshit extraordinaires, Lou and Gore. I'm your boy Lou. And I'm Gore. And today is going to be a different type of show than what we usually are um, accustomed to, guys. Today, we have a special guest joining us. We have Mr. Aaron Lutz. Aaron is the Clear Creek Community Church campus pastor of the East 96 campus. Yeah. It is a, um, a church I attend. Aaron, um, thank you for joining us this morning, dude. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks for asking me. Over the past few days, I was thinking about how to do this. Yeah. You know, as a lot of you guys know... We mourn and pray and um, give our condolences to the families, to the friends, to the people of Santa Fe, Texas, right down the road from us. Yeah, man. We hear a lot of these school shootings, of these, you know, massacres, these tragedies. You know, we lost eight kids, two adults, numerous more injured. It's happening way too often, and Mm -hmm. now it's hit home. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's like when it's in your backyard. You know, you, you hear you hear about it all the time and you grieve all the time. It's not like any of the other ones are less important. But, man, when it's... 12 when there's down the road. Yeah, when yeah. there's like certain degrees of separation where you... It's close where you know people that know people right. Right. that lost people. It's... It's not, an easy t- it's not an easy subject and it's not an easy topic to talk about. And especially like we say... When it's in our backyard, because yeah. now we all know somebody that knows somebody, mm-hmm. or we know somebody, mm-hmm. and um, I question a lot what this uh, what this journey of life is about, and, and and why these struggles that we all go through, and and you know, luckily enough, we didn't lose a family member, we didn't lose a child Friday, mm-hmm. you know, but people did. Right. It's just difficult, you know, I, and that's why I wanted to bring Aaron on this morning to really talk about, you know grieving had a grief mm. is it okay and, and the biggest question that i struggle with and i'm sure numerous other people why yeah. why me why now I, I think i'm a good person i know i woke up this morning and one of my really really good friends who i had a small group with last night we woke up to the news that his father passed away out mm-hmm. and it's just one thing after another no, after right. another yeah i don't know why i don't think anybody knows why but it seems like it's not fair yeah Aaron, what are your thoughts on grieving the community? And, and you know, I, I know you gave a really good service uh, yesterday on Sunday. You know, what is it? How couldn't we keep our hopes up? Yeah. Yeah, I think we addressed a couple things yesterday. Like, we asked questions like, can we trust God in the midst of tragedy? Right. You know, I think there's people run to God or away from God in seasons like this. And so uh, we talked really about the difference between how people grieve. Grief is natural. Everybody's going to grieve. It depends on how you're going to grieve. And so there's a scripture in 1 Thessalonians where the Bible talks about those who grieve without hope. Um, like this is all there is. And so uh, there is no there's no good out of this at all. Uh, and there's those that grieve with hope, with a belief that there's something beyond this life that that, that maybe God called us to bring a better reality to earth. Uh, you know, the Bible talks about praying for God's kingdom come and his will to be done like that's better than what this is right right our world's pretty broken and so um, and maybe people of faith are, are really called to bring hope to a pretty hopeless broken world uh, and so that's a lot of what we talked about yesterday it's tough man yeah I mean it, it, it's it's really 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 tough and especially those with kids how do yeah. we go about educating our kids helping our kids out but without freaking them out right. and, and 
this kind of is a good time to really push your kids. No, we're not, I should say push, but help educate your kids more towards God, towards mm-hmm. having faith. Yeah. But when you give them these types of examples, how do you try to associate God, faith is good, but evil is right in front of your face? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's pretty clear that the world's broken, right? There's, there's something that's messed up there. Um, but the Bible's really clear that God created uh, to have a relationship with us. God wants to know his people. And so God is good and God is powerful. And yet God created us in a way where we could respond to him. We can choose to, to love him or choose to reject him. And, and so that freedom allows us to have real choice and our choices really matter. And so we can choose great things and beautiful things and creative things, or we have the ability to choose awful things and short-sighted stupid decisions like this kid made on Friday and um, and yet we want freedom right we, we want our decisions to matter we don't want to be robots that are just created to do whatever this higher being calls us to do um, and so with that freedom there's always victims of crime and so for me I'm, my my oldest is four and she's gonna be five this summer go to kindergarten we talked and she is gonna go to school next year and be taught to read and write and how to hide from an active shooter like that's broken that's messed up, right? Uh, and yet we're also teaching her that there's a God that loves her and that there's life beyond this life. And so although death is evil and what happened on Friday is evil, um, we have hope in something beyond that. And so we hold on to that truth as much as we hold on to the truth that the world's broken and God's one day going to make it all right. But we're not in that day yet. I continue. I mean, I wake up every day, Gore, and, and uh, I continue to just have to have faith. How, do, how, do, uh, how did your kids take it? Well, yeah, how have you talked with your kids about it? I have it. Yeah, I wondered that. I haven't. I mean, I have a seven-year-old and a four-year-old. Yeah. Um, and they're not listening right now because they're at school. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a subject that my wife and I talked about. How should we talk to our oldest one about it? And I think we've kind of come to the conclusion where we might need to hold off a little bit because he's an anxious kid. Yeah. He's a very... Um, I don't say worrisome kid, but he does worry, you know, and he's a very analytical type kid where he's going to think things through and it might affect him right now at seven years old. Yeah. But also on the flip side of it, he might hear that this story from a teacher, from other kids, from other adults. We had a prayer pre playoff game before a playoff game. Both teams got together for his baseball. Both teams had gotten together, and, and the coaches did a prayer over them. I was not on the field at that moment to hear the prayer. It was a very nice, touching moment, especially for the adults and yeah. especially for the kids. They should know the reality of it, right? Yeah, yeah. and, and that's a, the I don't know what was said. I haven't asked what was said, and I'm probably not going to ask what was said. I didn't ask my son, and I didn't ask the, the, the coaches what was said. But they kind of took the initiative to do that. Now, I mean, that's a whole nother debate whether they are in the right to mm. say that to these seven, eight. That's what I was kind of curious about, how, how you felt about it. I didn't know. I didn't yeah. know what to think. I, I knew I was like, oh, this can go one of two ways. Yeah. You know, he's going to be very curious what happened, what happened, why didn't mean Because when he gets going, he's going to ask questions. Yeah, it never hurts to pray, but it also, you know, you shelter and uh, it's going to lead to questions, which sometimes they need to be answered. But ugh, that's tough, man. I don't know. How was it uh, taking the kids to, cool, to school this morning? Was there any was there any like thoughts in your mind, like bad the, thought, like ah. there was a thought, but I, I hugged him, kissed him, told him have a good day, and I want to try to live a normal life. And it's not really elementary; you got to worry about it. it's 
I mean, what high schools really? I mean, right. You know, I mean, you think of the big kids that know what they're doing. Um, but the education village that are that, that that my kids go to, it's you know, it's a K through twelve campus. Oh wow! But granted, you can I believe oh, you cannot go. Yeah, yeah, you cannot go from one to the other. Yeah. No. Can you get a badge and get through the can other one? Yeah. I mean, can you? It, it's you'd have to really be trying. Though. And forget the elementary. I mean, yeah. the, the intermediate kids. Yeah. The, you know, I, I I have very good friends as well that have you know intermediate kids and it the trickle down effect mm-hmm. you know the fact that these kids have snapchats yeah and they have their phones with them you know in class and it's okay not like when we were in school we didn't have these phones you know mm-hmm. i mean we could if we did have a phone i don't know if it was in college or, or high school where phones are yeah i guess high school they were available back in the early 2000s i had a pager but it couldn't <laughs> be seen yeah. Beep, beep, beep. Yeah. <laughs> it couldn't be seen so a lot of these kids at, at a young age 12 to 15 years old are seeing a bloody massacre on yeah. Snapchat. That's better footage than what you're going to see on the news. Right. I didn't it, think about that. Was there a lot of kids that snapped all that stuff? Yeah. Really? I didn't see any of that. Yeah, I didn't see either. <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to, but I didn't, I didn't even think about that. Idiot kids instead of running, pulling out their phones. Mm. It's ridiculous, <laughs> man. Well, you heard about that, that, that letter that that mother wrote. Um, did you read that letter by no, Chess Gordon? Aaron, I know you did, right? Yeah, yeah. Mom went on Facebook and wrote her daughter survived the shooting by hiding in a closet. Right. Yeah. She was in the art class where the shooter came in and hid out in the closet and just really account by account walked through the story. And I mean, it is surreal. Um, yeah. It's it real life, tough. true, true stories from, you know, perspective of a 16 year old, you know? Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Oh, detailed it? Like, oh, yeah. walked in the room at this time, words, does this? Words that he said. Really? People that were next to her that got shot Eesh. in the closet. Yeah, they tried to get out and go barricade the, the door to keep him out, and he came back in and surprised, and, you know, I'm just shot almost took joy in it. Yeah. Uh, and just the, hearing his words, just, yeah, it was rough. Eesh. I mean, rough. it seems like it was maybe 30 minutes of a true nightmare. Yeah. It's hard. Uh, I, I, I str- I'm struggling today, guys. I'm not, I'm not even going to lie to you. I'm struggling with this whole topic with death in general. Um, I don't get how, how this just can keep happening in the schools. Yeah. What is it that we can do? Nothing. As adults, we can't do anything? There's nothing we can do, man. I'm sorry. I really don't think there's anything that we can do. We've let it get to this point already. I mean... Yeah, eventually they'll be. I don't know, man. I, I'm not. I don't, I'm not very optimistic about it. I'll tell you the truth. I'm glad I don't have kids. Mm. I'm I glad I don't have to have that talk with them. I'm glad I don't got to put them on the school bus every day and send them off into that because you don't know. You, you know? expect you expect to put your kids you, on that school bus and you expect them to come home. Yeah. You, you expect that to be a safe haven for them. Yeah. A school out of all yeah. places. We they don't need know to be what's safe. going on at these schools. This kid. They said this kid was bullied more by coaches than anything else. You know, it wasn't even like the own students bullying him. He was getting bullied by grown-ups now. We don't know what's going on at those schools. The society right now where it is, dude, it's just everyone's everyone's screwed up. <laughs> everyone's screwed up, man. And we, we looked at that yesterday. 22 times this happened in 2018. This is the 22nd school shooting. Uh, I saw an article in Washington Post said that more people have been killed at school this year than have been killed while serving in the American military. There hasn't like, even been 22 weeks in the year. I know. It's, we're May. That's crazy. We're not even six months into the we're year May. yet. Yeah. And more military, more school shoot, more school deaths yeah. 
31. 31 people have been killed on a school premises. I think 29 in American combat or non-combat military. That is absurd. Yeah. That is safer to go serve the military than to take your kids to school. So let me ask you this. Why why is it so safe at an Astros game, a Rockets game? You don't see this stuff happen there, right? Or, That's what uh, I'm saying. Like, why are those places safer than our schools? What what has happened there? So that's kind of a, I mean, off the off the bat of that, it's kind of an easy answer. You go through some metal detectors. Yeah. You get searched. And, yeah, we wait in line and we complain. I'm not going to lie. I, you know, I had a, a, a confrontation months ago when I went to the, yeah. the monster jam with the security guard because he wouldn't <laughs> let my wife in huh. because she had a freaking backpack, a purse, a you know, little backpack purse. Sarah looks pretty threatening, man. But yeah, She'll let me tell down. you, right? You're I mean, still going to stick with that purse story, I'm going to stick with that purse story. But I get it. Mm-hmm. and uh, I'd rather wait in a line than be yes. fearful of my kid going into school. Yes. Right? If, if In the same sense, I can almost sneak anything I want into an Astros game. That's a clear liquid. That's, I've snuck more than that into an Astros <laughs> for game. For dangerous for more than people I'm than just I'm just saying, it's not like they're top flight security of the world or anything, but, I mean, yeah, it's... People go for joy. People don't go to school for joy. Some well, of these kids that's hate, a piece of it. Yeah. hate going to school every day. I think it's personal at school. Yeah. Right? There's there's people that they have conflicts with they see over and over again as opposed to an Astros game where you might get pissed because they lost, but yeah. you're not you're not you're not angry to a point that you're gonna go do something stupid. Whatever right. happened to fighting in the playgrounds? Yeah. Let, let's go take out our beef on the playground. I don't like you. Let's let's do this. Yeah, Not that I condone that, but I mean, well, they are. They're just using weapons at this but, point. I mean, they've on. they've taken it to another stand. I mean, to another to another level. Another level. Right? This is not a gun control I issue. Say, I don't think. Were any of y'all happy that it wasn't an AR? That's I didn't a, even hear what the weapon was. It was, a, it shot, was, it was a, shotgun a shotgun and, and a, a revolver. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, a I was kind of like, dude. oh great, here comes the AR talk again. Yes. and then it wasn't. So I was like, oh. It's more, Interesting. you know, it, it's, it's, it's mental illness is one, which I haven't heard anything that's due to being mentally ill. Right. You haven't heard the typical arguments of right. Like, and, and it's, it's hard because all the politicians are waiting. They're like waiting <laughs> for which side they can jump on and which issue. But that's one of the things we said, like you can't, we look for something to blame because if we can blame something, then we can act like we can try and fix it for the next time. But we've got to figure out something and, and it, whether it's guns, whether it's mental health, like there is a broken issue that we've got to fix yeah. for our kids. Kelly Clarkson said yesterday on the, I believe it was a music awards where, you know, she was sick and tired of these moment of silences. Mm. And, you know, she was, it's time, we, we need to stop doing moment of silences and actually do change. Yeah. Well, we, yes, I agree. Okay, sure. Moment of silence is kind of getting played out. And on top of that, 10, at 10 a.m. today, Governor Abbott requested a moment of silence, I know, mm-hmm. for the nation, for the state of Texas, really? that we'll partake in. Sure. I mean, if, you know, it's a, it's a time of reflection, of prayer, of thought. She says, we need, a, it's time for change. It's been time for change. Yeah. yeah. What 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 are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? I mean, everyone can make that statement, but no one has an answer, man. That's the worst part. There's there's no answer. There's no clear cut plan to get this thing changed. There's not there's nothing. So we live in CCISD. I got an email from superintendent there that, that they have direct measures they're jumping in. And they're doing additional police uh, right, presence for the, for the school next school year. Uh, they're really talking about education. And, and really one of the big pieces of that is social media. We're talking about Snapchat earlier, about educating kids. They don't have the maturity to be able to handle what they're dealing with on social media. We have special guests with us today, Aaron Lutz from uh, Clear Creek Community Church, East 96 
campus. He is uh, the campus pastor there. And again, Aaron, thanks for joining us yeah, on man. this lovely day. Absolutely, guys. As we said earlier, this is um this is a tough show to do today. It's um it's on our minds. It's yeah. you know seventy two hours ago, a horrific event happened twelve miles down the road in Santa Fe, and it's something that we're living with every day. Yeah. I struggled, struggled to try to come up with a, a a plot for this show or come up with a you know entertaining show because i mean gore that's just what we do we try yeah we try to have fun this monday mornings is we are the start of the week and yeah. we know we make things happen people are checking their emails listening to their cars or i mean we try to bring some laughter yeah. happiness information yeah. fun good old barbershop talk fashion life, right yeah yeah, yeah. It's, hard. it's hard today it is hard it is hard so um you know i did want to take time out and and talk about this current event issue that is clearly on all of our minds and is happening and i want it to be known that it is okay to talk about this yeah you know people are every, everybody's different we you know we want to talk about it but we have to continue to keep living our lives mm. you know um you know when we left last segment aaron you were talking about social media does social media is that play into this event do the, the did this guy and i don't know what his name i think that's also a problem i don't think we need to know who this coward is mm. yeah. you know i i don't want to publicize them i especially do not like how the media is all over these kids yeah these kids are torn apart and they're catching them at their most vulnerable vulnerable moments and then the media is attacking them as crisis actors and you know like it's crazy well it's funny well, it wasn't funny but after it happens, like the news reporter was like, we don't know the name of the shooter or anything, but as soon as we do, we're going to find we're out go everything around. about yeah. him. Like, yeah. it's not important. You're glorifying his act of violence. That's what he wanted. Yeah. yeah. He wanted to be glorified. And social media. It's those likes. It's those. It's that. Following. It's a glorified platform for, you know. But Obviously you can't do anything reasons. about it. It's not like you can shut down Facebook because of a crazy person. Because that would have that was the case. Facebook would have gone a long time ago. Yeah, for sure. I, I think it's a parent's responsibility. You know, as a parent, I want to help monitor how my kids are interacting on social media. So I was talking with the principal. We started talking about this last segment, but I was talking to the principal the other day, and he was saying, "Aaron, junior high and high school kids don't have the maturity to be able to handle this kind of content. And so they can go and they can say whatever they want. It's a lot easier to type something on a screen than it is to say something face to face, right? Right. Sure. And so the kind of bullying or whatever that we want to call it that was face to face, and you go out in the parking lot or you go out in the in the you know recess and hit somebody in the face, you're not going to say those things to somebody that's going to punch you but you can do it over a screen when you're miles away and so i think kids feel a lot more brave to say things i think they're seeing a lot more uh content than we were able to see uh, right. at our age in high school yeah definitely uh, yeah at the at your definitely. fingertips right? at your fingertips you can see some jacked up stuff yeah. man yeah and so i think there's just some danger there I'm not mature enough for some of the stuff that these kids find. <laughs> and that's that's the air that they're breathing, you know? Yeah. That's what they're living in. I mean, crazy. You go to YouTube and, you know, you type, you know, one bad letter, man. I mean, a, a, a whole nother thing comes up. Yeah, I mean. There's so much crazy stuff on, this, you on know, this internet, man. My wife told me that she came across, I don't know if it was an article or a comment on TV or whatever. But that um, Generation Z, which... I believe Aaron, we said was what fifteen to twenty five, yeah, or so like around right you know the, huh? the right after millennials. I guess millennials stop. Yeah, after with, the so we are. I don't know anymore. I, I know my year is like you know I'm the um, 
I forget what they called us. We have like a new name now because we're, you know, I'm, I'm 34, you know, yeah. so I know analog and I know digital, yeah, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I know cable and I know DVR, yeah, you know, yeah. it's just the, the little things. I think I'm one of the oldest millennials. Yeah. I'm 32, <laughs> but I'm in that range. Are so. you proud to be a millennial? Yeah, man, I'm going to be it. I'm going to claim it. <laughs> I'm going to give my, my generation a better name. Good luck. Because we're getting trashed. Man. Good we're luck. We're getting trashed. Well, the comment that was made was that, you know, Generation Z is the loneliest generation. Yeah. I mean, they might have thousands of followers or thousands of likes. Yeah, Facebook friends doesn't equal friends. Yeah. No. Yeah. But, you know, they don't have no life uh, situations. They don't have caring people that, that they can go to and cry to and talk to. It's all how many likes you get, and, and it, it, it blows you up, yeah. you know? I mean, it gets you big-headed. It, it makes you feel successful or depressed if mm -hmm. you don't get the likes that you want. Mm -hmm. It's absurd to me. I don't I, I don't get it. And, and over the break, we're talking about I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely hate it, yeah. especially being a business owner. I should love it. Yeah, man. I should love it. But, you know, I try to cater a lot of our... You know, marketing to, to to people that don't use social media. Yeah. You know, I, I like old traditional marketing measures. You know, that's why I have an old school barbershop. And that's yeah. you know, it's kind of going to the plan of yeah. it. But man, I think, I think that's where culture is. I think if we stay away from it, we don't get to really experience where culture is. And so I try and dive in as a pastor. I mean, I want to be there because that's where our people are. Uh, and so it's hard to have everyday conversations run into everybody like, you know, small town, but you, you can make social media a small town and I can be available for people in a way that I couldn't face to face all the mm -hmm. time. So I appreciate it. Aaron, how did you get into this? Um, I mean, you are a homegrown talent. You yeah, are, man. you are a League, League City, City resident, born yeah. and raised in League City, A&M graduate. Um, yeah. how did you get into this? You know, what, what, into ministry what, what stuff? into ministry stuff? Yeah, man, I grew up here, uh, went to church at Clear Creek community church when I was in high school, Bruce Wesley, who's the senior pastor there. It was just a big influence on my life. And, mm -hmm. Uh, as I looked at what I could do with my life and wanted to make a difference and do something significant, uh, I was processing that with him and said, hey, I'll, I'll do ministry. Uh, went on a trip to, to Mexico, Cornavaca, Mexico. You ever been there, Cor? Never. Cornavaca? Nope. South Mexico City. I had never been there either. But, <laughs> if, it, uh, if it's Cancun or Playa del yeah. Karma or Carmen or something. Yeah. Come on, guys. I've been there. Yeah. I've been there too. But I ain't uh, going to the crazy Mexican spots. Mm -mm. Well, this wasn't crazy then. But, nah, man, it was, just a good, it was a good trip. Yeah. We just were able to do some really good work and talk to people about Jesus and uh, about to pray with some people. And, and in that trip, I really felt like God was saying, hey, you're going to do this the rest of your life. And then, so I said yes and kept saying yes until he told me not to do it. So nice. I'm still still there. Well, Ooh. that's awesome. What have you um, what have you faced as the biggest challenge in ministry? Man, that's tough. When I was in a seminary up in Dallas, I served as a student pastor for four years in a small town called Kaufman, Texas, and I uh, did student ministry. I was telling Gore, I worked with students. And so, you know, this this shooting and all of this is, it hits pretty home because I was, uh, you know, hanging out with high school students for the last eight years. But for four years, I was doing that in Kaufman. And in those four years, we had uh, seven students pass away. Oh, wow. That's um, just a ton, right? And yeah. so I was in the lives of students, was asked to come counsel uh, there. You know, so one was like a freak guy gun accident others mm -hmm. were overdose or um you know kid was texting and drove off the road i mean just crazy stuff uh, and those are hard man when you got to go sit with a parent who's lost a child uh, those are moments that are pretty difficult hurricane harvey was was a difficult season as a pastor to help answer questions like we're asking right now like how how could god let these kind of things happen mm -hmm. and, and people have real questions and you want to provide real answers sure. and uh and sometimes we don't have all the answers all the dots don't connect uh, and so that's tough, but but I do believe we have hope even where there's not all the answers. And so we talked about that a little bit yesterday, but I think that's one of the harder parts about being a pastor. Bad, dude. When somebody's down, 
whether it be a Hurricane Harvey or or losing a losing a loved one, as a friend, what can we do, and how can we do it in, in, in a faithful way, even if even if they're not a believer? Yeah, man, uh, I think presence is powerful. Where, where we're present, it matters. And so uh, as a pastor, I, I've realized people don't often remember what I say. They remember I was there, you know, like, <laughs> so I, I put all this time into like my sermon. I'm going to write them and preach this great sermon. And people just remember your presence. You, you show up at a funeral and people don't remember what you say, but they remember you were there. Right. Uh, I think that I think presence is a big part of that. Uh, we were talking earlier about prayer and moments of silence and move to action. Man, I think prayer is action. And for people of faith, we believe that, that our prayers matter, that God responds to our prayers. And so there's things that I cannot do, but I can ask God to do. And I pray and hope that he'll do because I can't. And so right. I think that is action. Uh, and so I think prayer presence uh, are ways that we can serve people. Do we, and, and Gore, I'd like to see your opinion on this first. Um, do we allow God back in schools? No, no, it's too late. Too late. It's too late. It's too late. What do you mean by allow God back into schools? I don't think he was ever really there. Uh, Well, I I can argue either way. I don't think that that it wasn't a Christian world. We're not going back to anything that we've we've been missing. Okay, We're not even saying the Pledge of Allegiance anymore, right? Yeah, they are. They changed the Texas Pledge. (laughs) Did they? Yeah, I go in, I'm like, I don't even know what to say. (laughs) I didn't think they were doing the Pledge of Allegiance anymore. We used to do that every day. Yeah. Um, But should we allow prayer in school? Man, they do a moment of silence. So I tutor a kid on you tutor a kid uh-huh. at Bayside Intermediate, and I'm there during the announcements. Right. And we'll do the pledges, and then they give like a moment of silence, and everybody just kind of stands around and does what they do. But I take that as a chance to pray for the kid that I'm mentoring, you know. And so like I think they're pray. Look, you can't keep God out of schools. God is omnipresent. God can be wherever He wants to be, and in the presence of people who believe in God, we believe we have the Holy Spirit. So God goes wherever we go, and so you're not keeping God out of school. Now, whether we're going to mandate you can pray, or we're going to put the Ten Commandments on the wall, we're past that. I I, I agree with Gord. We're, yeah. we're too far down that road. I don't think we need to go back down that road. I think people who have genuine faith in God and believe in Jesus live like they believe in Jesus, and and then God is in the school. Already. Right. The so. problem is, is with the people that are so passionate. That I'm Catholic, I'm right. Right. You're Muslim, you're wrong. You're Jewish. It's just there's it. It almost breeds hate when you start, and it's just because wasn't wasn't it a couple years ago or maybe even last year where they didn't allow that football team to kneel or pray or there was some sort of football issue on a Friday night that you know the community was a fifty fifty split somewhere about it. Hey, they they're allowed to do that. Others like no, they shouldn't do that because my kid's not a Christian or whatever the case is. Let's take it down a road of like, do I want a kid to teach my my daughter next year to to pray to a God that I don't believe in? I don't no. want that for them, and no. so I would, you know, I want to abide by those rules for other people's kids. Um, so I'm I'm fine with that. But. What about um? I was talking last night, yesterday evening, um, with a friend of mine. You know, what could we do to change this? You know, and there's no answers. You know, metal detectors lock the doors. Only one entrance in, one entrance out. Yeah, it's in a way arm, arm the teachers. Yeah, yeah. There, I mean, there's numerous different solutions or potential solutions. I know ideas. What about school uniforms? I have been against school uniforms. I spoke with my mother-in-law. Don't, she, don't she, most schools have uniforms now, or at least a dress code or something? Don't you? Not no, all. Not really. I mean, I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't know if any of these, you know, school Clear shootings this year have been a friend? school shooting of yeah, uniform. I don't know. I don't know. You know, uh, I thought, and I think that maybe it would help deter a little bit. It will not solve the problem, yeah. but it can mask. If you see a dude coming in with a trench coat when you're supposed to wear khakis and a polo shirt. 
you know, that guy's going to stand out. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let's go search that guy. So I, I, I was on that bandwagon of, you know, I think this could be a good idea. But my friend totally flipped the script on me. And we're going to take a quick little break. When we get back, we're going to talk about the script that she flipped on me about the school uniforms, how it won't make a difference. But um, an opinion on that, too. You know, we're, we're going to talk about this a, a little bit more. There was some good stuff that happened last week that, you know, I personally laughed about or wanted to laugh about. Um, but, you know, we are going to do our due diligence and, and talk about what's really important, which is the Santa Fe issue. But um, we'll, we'll spend a few more minutes talking about this subject and then and then we're going to move on and um, know that we are always and will continue to be praying and thinking about the community of Santa Fe, you know, yeah. the Texas nation, the Houston city and everybody else that's out there that's struggling with grief. You know, we're, we're with you. I'm with you. And, and I'm sure these two gentlemen in front of me are, are also with you guys. Um, we ended up last segment about school uniforms. You know, my mother-in-law was telling me, you know, that that will work. And I, I think it can. Um, but my girlfriend told me that, you know, absolutely Your not. girlfriend? Yeah, well, female Sarah, friend. Man, female I... friend. Uh, check that out. Check that out. What? What? Lou has a girlfriend, my too? As your pastor, I want to hold you accountable <laughs> to be a woman man. Dang. My lady friend. Um, Aaron, you said you had a, a, a comment about this. Yeah, what, man, what's I, your thought on that? So you're talking about, you know, school uniforms and this guy wore a trench coat and that he would stand out. And man, I, I think uniforms is a Band-Aid on cancer. I think it's a it's an outward approach, and so I think that there's something going on in somebody's heart that is so dark that leads to something like this. That the answer has to be something other than let's just put a bandaid on it. Sure, um, is is my opinion. So I think there's darkness. I think it's a heart issue, not a gun issue. I think it's a parenting issue, and I don't know this kid's parents. I'm not blaming them at all, but uh, I want to raise my kids in a way where they they have other options and other choices than the choice this kid made on Friday. Well, I know I kind of saw a statement from the parents, and they're like, "Oh, that's we're oblivious." this there's yeah. no way yeah. how do you not know your kid i yeah. mean do they really know their kid or does their kid come home from school and do they go straight to their room and then they pick up their con- their game controller and do they that play, to me and is do concerning. they play, yeah. do they play if the kid games? comes home from school and locks himself in the door and isolates himself i used to be so upset at my mom we were not allowed to play any video games on the weekdays yeah. We weren't. There, we, we came home. There was no Nintendo. That's a gore we rule, huh? Yeah, that was a gore rule. Yeah. And I remember looking back, being like, man, this sucks. Everyone gets to go and play video games. I wouldn't change it for the world, no. I think it was one of the best things that my mom did for us kids. Hmm. Forced us to go outside. Made us play sports. We enjoyed sports. It wasn't just let's come home and now on the weekends. Did we stay inside and sure. play video games a lot? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we did. But we still went to church and we still did what we had to do. It wasn't yeah. just 24-7. Yeah. Do video games have... They are terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I love video games, and I play them every night, and I will. Are you and a I, Fortnite guy? No, I don't play Fortnite. Those kids are too good. <laughs> <laughs> Those damn kids who play every day, they're too good. I can't stand them. But I do. I do, and a video game's not good unless you're cutting someone's head off or if mm. you're, you're sniping Blasting. somebody, you know, and getting the head explosion. The one thing I can say, the one thing I can say about Fortnite is that it's not really violent. That's what I've heard. It's not a violent type. I mean, it's not like, oh, headshot dead, like right. kill streak. Like, it's not really like that. I mean, you're still obviously taking people out, but dude, we're just so insensitive to it now. Yeah, our world you know, is numb, man. I see kids numb. in the restaurant just walking around with their head down, right. just looking at their phone nonstop. They don't even look up. That's all. That's the, their whole, their whole life is a screen. 
And it's so tough because we're struggling with that right now currently in my household. My seven-year-old, you know, Fortnite's the thing. Yeah, I, Everybody's playing it. His friends are playing it. My nephews are playing it. And he wants to play it. And my wife and I are like, no, 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 no. Look, we're going to West Virginia this summer. We'll we'll, we'll see your cousins and we'll okay. see what they're doing. And, and we'll educate ourselves as parents. I mean, we're not going to create a login and do it ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll tell them we'll see it. But it's just like, you know, back in my head, I, 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 that's what I heard. That It's not gory. It's not. But, I mean, dude, you have a gun, and you're, the mission is to kill people. Yeah. You get a lot of guns. You get an upgraded gun. Oh, you got a shotgun. Oh, you got a gold shotgun. <laughs> oh, you got an automatic hand cannon. Cartel like, style. <laughs> telling you, man. Yeah. These kids know all about it. Oh, if you get the scar, you can shoot somebody from further, and it's fully automatic. And it's like, mm. oh, dude, you're 12. Right. We're talking about this. You said they're numb, right? They're, they're shockingly numb. numb. And I don't think it's just numb to the world. I think they're numb to evil. Right. Like what is evil in the world? They're numb too. So we were talking off air about this quote from the Santa Fe girl. So right after she comes off the bus, cameraman sticks a a microphone in her face and says like, Hey, were you thinking this could never happen at Santa Fe? This would never happen at my school. And she said, the quote was, no, it's happened everywhere. I've always felt eventually it would happen here. Like there's that just despair because we're numb to it. And then Benjamin Wallace Wells, the New Yorker, wrote uh, an article and said, it used to be that students who survived these horrors were made out to be shocked victims, but Curry was expectant and aware. The massacre wasn't surreal for her. It wasn't even a surprise. Ouch. Yeah. And I, I just think we're so numb. Like this has just become the new norm. So we're given to despair, right? We're given to be cynical people because we think this is what we should expect. The evil is part of our world. And man, I just keep saying there's got to be a better way. It's not right. Evil's not okay. And we have to offer a better hope than that. So, oh gosh, man. Um, we're gonna leave that there, guys. Yeah. Sorry to bring that down. Yeah. No, I thought it's an important thing to say. Yeah, very much so. Um, it's sad that our youth, has to be trained in that way. Yeah. I don't know if this happened in the past, you know, in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. I don't know. I know the media wasn't as a big presence back then as it is now. Right. But, you know, we know everything now. We, we know a lot, man. We know a lot. Know um, a lot. I just want to give a quick little shout out to to J.J. Watt and Mattress yeah, Mac. Isn't that cool? Who, uh, who came out front and, and said that they are paying for these guys' funerals. I don't like it. What? I don't there? like it. Really? I don't like it. Why? It upsets me. Why? Tell me about that. I'm interested to hear. Why? Why, JJ? Why do you got to come out? I'm going to pay for these kids' funerals. Just pay for it, man. JJ Watt is kind of like LeBron. Pay for it, dude. JJ Watt's kind of like LeBron. No one, I don't care, JJ. You already did. You know, you did right with the Harvey thing. Hey, I'm going to put this much money. Let's see how much we can raise. Right. And we raised it. Don't come out. I'm going to pay for these kids. So you don't like the media aspect of it? I don't like the. He wants the pats on the back or something, JJ. Why don't you get on the damn football field and make some tackles? (laughs) If you want to pay for these kids' funerals, do it, but don't expect the kudos from it. You think mattress magazine, you think it's an advertising ploy? Yes. You think it's to sell some mattresses? Yep. I don't don't agree with it. I I think they're taking. I think they're taking advantage of a tragedy for their personal gain, and mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think it's right. I appreciate the generosity. I guess that's nice of them. Yeah. yeah, totally, it's nice of them. But they also don't have to publicize it. Yeah, they don't have to splash it all over Facebook. But how can how can you not publicize it? You got to let it be told. You don't have to let it. The be moment told. you tell the superintendent of the school, or the principal, whoever you're going to tell, you them. don't tell them. You tell the families. The you family, let the families. The, the family's going to go and send out a Facebook message. Oh my God, JJ was paying for my. Well, then that's on the families. That's not on JJ and his team of of 
PR whoever they are. JJ Watt's like LeBron James. Let me just make that very clear. And you know my feelings on LeBron. You don't like JJ anymore. LeBron hater. I don't like LeBron. I hate LeBron because LeBron to me is 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 a face. He's a character, a fake character. I don't think he's genuine at all. Points and is the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm not saying he's a bad basketball player. I'm not saying JJ's a bad football player, but I don't see. I don't see reality in them. Yeah. I, I see they're doing it for the camera, and 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 I don't like that. But um, I hope JJ got a bad rap on this thing, man. And I'm I'm just being cynical about it. But but it was on the bottom ticker of the ESPN line, man. When I saw man. it, I didn't like it, man. <laughs> I didn't like it. I I I thought it was. I don't know. Mm, I don't like it. Hmm. Um, but yeah, interesting the, take, Gore. The, the, yeah, <laughs> I, I did not see yeah. that coming, I but like I, 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 I know, where, I see where you're coming from. He's, a, he's like LeBron, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so many LeBron hates. Yeah, oh, he hates him. Dude. But there's yeah. a lot of, um, there, there's a lot of benefits going around the community and probably around the nation for these Santa Fe guys. So yeah. guys, if you get a chance to go out there and um, show your support, uh, some donations, some service, um, anything you can do to help the the community of Santa Fe, I'm sure it goes a long, long, long way. Oh gosh. Okay. Well, that's done. Okay. All right. We love Santa Fe. Santa Fe, stay strong. This and oh god, I see it, it, it goes back, and that's what's that's what's wrong with society and the media. So one bad thing happens, and then the, you kind of a lot of people turn the other the other cheek, right? It's yeah. on to the next thing. The royal wedding. I made a point. <laughs> I made a point last week. I'm not going to talk about this royal wedding. <laughs> Did you watch it? Absolutely not. I didn't watch it either. I saw all this Facebook stuff. Dude, of, oh, nothing. here's the updates of the royal wedding. Look yeah. at this. Look at that. Look at the celebrities that are there. Blah, 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 blah. And I didn't read it. I just kept. I did see, though, when she had um, a, a, a choir. She had a choir. And and, and the, the pastor there was, uh, was quoting MLK at times. Oh, yeah. So okay, cool little twist. But I don't care about the royal wedding. No, yeah, just a wedding. Yeah, and he's like not even next in line. He's like fifth in line because the other brother keeps having kids. <laughs> like it's not even. It's like not even important. But whatever. It's Diane, one of Diana's sons. So, so you know, I was at a. So I went to Hooters to watch a game three, and so I went in, and the, and the waitress was like, "Oh, you just get off work." I was like, "Yeah, man, we were really slow though." And I was like, "I don't know why." She's like, "It's the start of the strawberry festival." Like, oh, of course, Pasadena has a big no. strawberry festival. And she's like, oh, yeah, and also uh, the royal weddings tomorrow. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, I guess. She's like, yeah, I think it's in Galveston. <laughs> this no girl, this no girl way. Thought, she thought it was in Galveston. And I was like, I'm in, Ga- sure in Galveston? Like, and it threw me for a loop for a second. I was like, is the royal wedding in Galveston? <laughs> like, I had to think about it. Like, I've been hearing a lot about it. Like. Wait a minute. It, wait, it better be in a fucking castle, you know? <laughs> if, if there's someone royal getting married, if she's becoming a princess, she needs to be in a castle. And then I was like, all the beaches in the world, I'm sure they would pick Galveston. Is she Is she princess material? Yeah, what does that mean? She's an actress. Was she? Oh, yeah. She's she in was? Suits, man. Really? Yeah. I watched every season of that. Was she <laughs> good? Show, was yeah. she good? Not yeah. just because of Meghan Markle, but yeah. she, it was a good show. But she's not, and, and I, I'm trying to say this in the most... Uh, classiest way possible. Okay, go ahead. Say it in the least classiest way. Let's try that first. I mean, she's not the classiest person. Yeah. To be next up in line or a princess or what? Are they, a queen? What is she going to be? Princess? She's nothing. She's a princess. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's she's a princess. She's not the. She doesn't have the classiest background to deal with. Um, Why? Who's the like, queen? The queen Elizabeth, right? Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, Queen Elizabeth. 
right? Yeah. I don't know. Um, guys, we'll be right <laughs> so back talking about her, this royal wedding stuff. Queen Elizabeth. Hey, her, her nephew, her nephew uh, named a strain of weed after her called Markle Sparkle. Sweet. Oh, yeah. That's Sweet. her family. Their Markle trailer park. Sparkle. Princess. Barbershop Talk with Lou and Gore on Vinyl Draft Radio. We'll be right back. We've had a great show today with our special guest, Aaron Lutz from Clear Creek Community Church. Aaron, again, thank you for joining us yeah, today, man. man. It's always uh, good to have you and, and good to hear a lot of your insight. You are a very well-respected man in the community, and, and uh, I thank you with um, with, with uh, all my sincerity to, to be here, bro. Natural public speaker, too, man. You did a really good. good job on the mic, man. I was, take, I'm really impressed. Hey, this dude's a young You didn't have high too. expectations, did you? I don't, you never know. And, like, you never know, man. Hey, you, know. hey, you never know, know but, dude, you've done Man, I would... I would encourage y'all to get out there uh, to Clear Creek Church and yeah. give them a listen. It sounds like you're a really entertaining speaker. Thanks, buddy. Very passionate about what you do, man. It's Thanks. awesome. Aaron's a great guy, man. Um, Aaron's a really good guy. Uh, we left uh, last segment talking about some Marco Sparkle. Yeah. Fire it up, <laughs> Lou. <laughs> Light it up, up, up. That's very interesting. A little Marco Sparkle. Hey, that's going to... I didn't know that. I, mean, I, I did not either, but that's um, that's a nice marketing. The royal wedding. Oprah was there. Clooney was there. Why was Oprah there? Oprah needed to be there. Why was Clooney there? Because. Because what? I don't know. Is he even British? Probably. <laughs> probably somewhat British. I don't get it. I don't he get played it. a British guy once uh, or something. Yeah, probably. Not not only do they have the, the nephew who is the, the pot grower, like they also the, the dad, he is like in it for the money. He's staging photos oh, with a paparazzi trying to get money. Nice. So her, her family is like, you know, a little bit trailer trash. And... <laughs> I just I was laughing at the picture of her having to go to the Queen of England and t- I'm sorry, Your Majesty, the about the weed thing. You know, <laughs> oh, so, I'm so sorry. You I'm, know, she's just not royal material to me. I'm sorry. The background is not your royal highness. Or wouldn't it be great if the the Queen just whipped out like a a, a pipe or a, a joint? And was like you fire, fire it up. <laughs> what? About time I got me a daughter-in-law like this. I've been waiting for that for 75 years. Well, let me show you how to smoke. <laughs> she smokes her in the table. Yeah, right. Gosh. Yeah. Um, Meghan Markle has a video out on Men's Health a Magazine. A sex tape already? No, not a oh, sex tape. I was like, dang, and she has a sex tape? This is horrible. No, there was a video of her on um, on Men's Health a couple years ago that she was grilling. Uh, a sexy grilling video. And she was grilling burgers on uh, the roof deck. Okay. Of a, I don't know, hotel or a building, you know, and it was very nice. Provocative? Not as provocative. I mean, she wasn't stripping down. She was, I mean, but she was, you know, finger in the mouth, just, you know, looking at the camera with those sexy eyes. I mean, it was just like, okay, you look, okay. you know, you look very, very good. You're marrying Harry? What difference does it make? Who's Harry? Who is he? Nothing. He's a prince. (laughs) Nothing. He's just a prince. He's just a prince, dude. He's not even next in line. He's nothing. So you wouldn't be a prince if you had the choice? Hell yeah, I'd be a prince. (laughs) So he's way cooler than me. We're not debating that fact. I mean, if he's nothing, I'm absolutely nothing. But it's just in the bigger picture of things. Who cares? Would it be fun to be live in that family? Yes. You think so? Hell yes. I, I, I just don't know the Dude. rules and regulations. You got to be proper. You got to have your you know hand wave. You got to. You always got to be on point. Yeah, I guess. But you also always get to take vacations to badass places, and that's true. You get someone to drive you around all the time, and you get whatever you want. Eat awesome food, and dude. I think I think it would. Oh, I don't know. I think it'd be fun for a little bit. I get. It, I bet it would get old. 
I yeah. bet it would get old. And the thing is, those kids, well, I mean, I, I say the kid, but no, Harry and William, I mean, it seems like we've known about them since they were kids, right? Yeah. You know? Dude, we've seen everything. You know, we've seen them, and especially our generation, we've seen them grow up. Yeah. That's the lifestyle that they've lived. They don't know any better. They don't know anything different but royalty. Yeah. Royalty. Who lives like royalty? Man, come on. The royal family. Yeah, the royal family. It. I bet they're not getting their haircut at um in New York City. Why? Where this stylist threw out his client out the front window. Oh, I thought this was a plug for your barbershop. I thought you were me just like too. sneaking that in there. I was going to get there. But, <laughs> I, you know, I, uh, Smasher sent me a little link this morning and, and kind of cheered me up because I was kind of a little down and, and confused a lot this morning. He sent me a link and um, it relates a lot to my barbershop. And uh, I will be having a meeting with my staff at Lou's Barbershop to let them know, do not throw people out the front, throw people window. Out the front window if they don't want to pay. Literally threw them out the front window. Jacked up his face. Wow. And oh, this is the best part. So the dude ran away. The barber that threw him out the front window, or stylist, ran. And the staff, when the cops came to investigate what happened, the staff says, I, we don't know who he was. We don't have his number. Really? <laughs> they had his <laughs> they back? They totally, totally covered for him, oh. dude. They totally, totally covered for him. That's not going to end well. Dude, a new window is way more expensive than a haircut. Dude, what kind of rage was that yeah. dude having? He, messed yeah. up. he just didn't want to pay. The guy didn't want to pay. He says he didn't like the haircut. He didn't want to pay. Did you see the clip of the lady that got like mad at the fast food counter? The dude. Oh. The oh. lawyer. His coffee no, no, shop. No, 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 oh. no, no, no. The lady. The lady in the coffee shop. Hortons. The one Was that the one that took a doo-doo and yeah. then picked the doo-doo up of the ground and yeah. then threw it at the person? <laughs> like she got so mad. She was like, oh, okay. Like took off her little sweater, like popped a squat, took Disgusting. a doo-doo on the floor. Picked up the doo-doo in one swipe, like all in one handful, threw it at the dude, got some napkins, wiped her ass, and then threw the <laughs> napkins at the person also. I was like, holy, wow. She won. Oh, God. She won. Why? She won. Because if you get doo-doo thrown in your face, you lost. <laughs> she lost lots of dignity that's, that's a in loss. that moment. Yeah. Dude, that, that, that sticks with you for a long time. I'll punch time. a female if they throw doo-doo at me. <laughs> that's the breaking point. I will never hit a female unless they Would throw. you throw her out the window? Yes. <laughs> nah, I would say no, man. I'm sitting next to a pastor. I, <laughs> I would not. I think uh, I would. I think I would. I think I would. Oh, gosh. You know, New York's been in the news a lot. They also, um, that rant that this lawyer had in that Mexican restaurant in New York. That was stupid. What was he thinking? Dude, what's wrong with you, man? So they were he, speaking Spanish. He, I didn't hear about he, this. This, this, New York, uh, this New York lawyer went to a Mexican restaurant in New York and uh, got aggravated by the employees and staff speaking Spanish. Yeah. So he went to the manager and be like, this is unacceptable. He's speaking Spanish. He's speaking Spanish. She's speaking Spanish. You're in America. You speak English oh, here. Man. I'm tired of paying for their welfare. And the lady's like, oh, welfare. I'm not on welfare effort. You know I mean? She was... Yeah. She spoke her English and she knew how to speak some good English too, you know? It's like the whole basis of our country. I'll call ICE right now and get you deported. I mean, he went at her. The dude is such an idiot. Sounds pretty ignorant. He did say I would call ICE. He said I would call ICE. I would call ICE. He's a high profile lawyer in Manhattan. And He's such an idiot. I mean, they had the mariachis outside of his office like a couple days later, like uh, singing like Cucaracha, like Cucaracha. This, this dude can't get away from him. His now. ratings went down. That dude probably just lost his career. Yeah. I mean, he's got to pack up, get out, move out of New York. That's what you get for being racist. Man. Oh, yeah. God. Stupid. And we got about 20 seconds, man. You yeah. got anything you want to say? Man, I just appreciate you guys letting me come on. Thanks, you know, man. in a hard week, I think there is real hope. And so, man, I hope I can be a voice of hope and appreciate you guys letting me talk a little bit about that. Awesome, man. Well, um, we appreciate you having you here. Yeah, you know, man. I appreciate you, your services at church. It's, yeah. it's always a good time. 
Gore, you got anything? Man, say your prayers, eat your Wheaties. It's a rough world we live in these days, man. But you know, with the right with the right team on your side, you can get through anything. That's true. That's true, guys. As always, we thank you for listening to Barbershop Talk with Lou and Gore, Vinyl Draft Radio. Um, no Santa Fe, stay strong. We are always with you. We will catch you next week, Monday morning, nine eight central. No eight nine ten nine central. Are I want to say, God, are I almost you good? got it. Dang it. Are you good, guys? Time have a good one. Hard. Barbershop Talk, Lou and Gore, next week. See ya. Peace. Thanks much for listening to Barbershop Talk with your hosts, Lou and Gore. For more great content, visit VinylDraftRadio.com and Facebook.com slash VinylDraftRadio. We'll catch you next time on Barbershop Talk.